The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Contestant of the day here on The Price is Right, Nicole Slapner. Come on down. Oh, God, here it comes. Oh, hot, 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 hot. Hot, 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 it's hot, never hot, not hot, funny. Hot, it should have never happened. It's hilarious. It should have never occurred. <laughs> CBS should be just ashamed of themselves. <laughs> guy at work says, or a guy in my email says, uh, uh, I had a girl like a wild Whitney at my office. Uh, she used to come in with her cool Chewbacca mask and sneak up behind your desk and try to scare you. April Fool's Day was a nightmare for, for us with her. <laughs> she had a Chewbacca movie mask. Like Chewbacca mom? Oh, oh that God. was oh, the worst. She, oh. That's what... oh, the Wild Whitney's. Oh, the Wild Whitney's. They're everywhere. Somebody else emailed me. They got a Wild Whitney in their office. Like, how do we handle a Wild Whitney? And I'm like, just ignore them. They're loud. They're they're like a bug zapper lights. You can't help but look every once in a while and see if they're getting anything. But they're they're really awful. And anyway. well, that's what we do with Chris Robinson around here. Yeah, Chris just Robinson around. flits around, and we're just like, oh, Chris Robinson bouncing around in front of my office door the other day. Beep 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 beep. Just no words, just jumping up and down. <laughs> and I'm just I'm staring blankly. Like, do you have anything else to offer other than what a, an infant might do? <laughs> you know, ignore it and it goes away. Uh, this one's pretty good. It says, plan practical jokes do suck. Like the one God played on me, signed Caleb from Shriners. Yeah, Caleb's <laughs> had a tough go with that. Now that's funny. Uh, said, I got away with a great uh, April Fool's joke, but I didn't do it on April Fool's, which guaranteed it was a great practical joke. Uh, I said, uh, you want to go uh, fishing with your pops? And then I didn't show up ever for 53 years, <laughs> uh, signed Toledo's dad. Happy <laughs> April Fool's Day, son. It's the joke that keeps going. That's a real commitment to an April Fool's joke. He did his on July 20th of 1969 or 8 or whenever it was. <laughs> that that joke is, he's the, I think he's the uh, first place now in hide-and-seek, the worldwide hide-and-seek game that Monty Python made so famous. I think Toledo's dad is Went clearly out for a winning. pack of menthol cigarettes and never came back. <laughs> clearly winning. Uh, the joke that I keep getting, and I appreciate this one, is and I just got it again from uh, Anthony from Eric's Family Barbecue, the one that says uh, LAPD has arrested Will Smith for a slap on Chris Rock, and it's a picture of the slap and everything else. And then you click on it, see if it's a news story. It's Barry. And it's Barry Wood, <laughs> which I always I always love the Barry Wood jokes. Always love that. But yeah, you got a wild Whitney in your office. You got to be. Yeah. The Colin Robinsons of the world, and ours happens to be Chris Robinson. The energy drain <laughs> looks like a member it's of the black, hybrid. Looks like a member of the Black Crows and sucks the energy out of the room. It's Colin Chris Robinson. Quiet down, Colin Robinson. That's enough. <laughs> I love Colin Robinson. I'd be friends with Colin Robinson just to bring him into rooms and watch the rooms melt down. But uh, Chris Robinson, not so much. No. Oh, are you going to yell the entire day? Is that what's going to happen? Because you're afraid that if anybody else actually has some substance, you're going to be outshined. Oh, no. Let me put it on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, so put your phone down for two seconds. Nobody cares. You're having lunch. <laughs> it's not Africa. We all get food. <laughs> There's no reason to take a picture of your food right now. If you were in, like, uh, Uganda, this would be an amazing moment we should probably record. But you're in Scottsdale. Look around. There's 40 tables in this place. There's no reason to film your food. We all get it. There's nobody in here going hungry. 
I got awesome avocado toast. Chris Robinson! Bing, 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 bing! <laughs> 32 people appreciate that. <laughs> right. Oh my God! I got so many followers now. I'm followed, I'm followers, followers. I'm like, I wish one of them would follow you into a dark alley. <laughs> please get a real follower. I'd like a real follower, please, to just, not a phone follower, a, someone to really follow somebody. I'm one of your followers. And see how much you actually like. <laughs> I want to follow you into restaurants and. I want to watch you eat. I want to, I want to see if you get that avocado toast finished off or if I can get a bite. Who's this guy? It's my follower. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not really good when you put it into perspective what a follower would really be like if it wasn't for social media. I'm one of Brady's followers, and I just going to lurk around the bushes and wait and see what he does next. Thanks, Sling Blade 22. I ain't ready to have my books, boy. He's my follower. I like when you post pictures of animals. That makes me happy, it does. Mm-hmm. He's around all the time. I got a pretty, pretty good contingent of followers. You'll see him right behind me. He loves tachos. He may or may not have raped me. Brady uh, didn't get to go to lunch with us yesterday. Yeah. But uh, Brett, out. Brett uh, took a picture of Brady's now calling them tachos, which no one else does. <laughs> It's uh, tater tots and nachos. Instead of chips, they use tater tots. And we went over to a place called Revolu. Yeah. And uh, what was very funny is Byron from Mo Money Pond was with us. And Byron, uh, good on Byron, used to be a real big guy. Not as nearly as big as he used to be. He's a big dude anyway, but, not, yeah, but yeah, he, he had but, a lot uh, of extra. I, I felt bad for him, and I told him about it. We were sitting at, at the end of the lunch. Uh, the waitress comes by. There's six of us there. No, Brady got a picture of the tachos yesterday because we knew it would excite him. And it did. We had a nice fun time looking at that photo for about an hour and a half. Mama, father. Um, so Brett's like, Brady's got to get a picture of the tachos because he's going to – because he thought that you were raving on and on about nachos with tots in them yesterday because he walked in after I said, oh, Revolu's got this thing called – they've got these nachos that they use tots with – and then Brady got a boner and started to scream about the five to ten places he's had tachos in his life yeah. over the last six days. And then I think I that's about it. They got oh, tachos. Here's another one. And Brett said Brady was going on and on about these. This is what he was talking about. I'm like, yeah. actually, Brett, you walked in on the conversation after I merely mentioned nachos and tots being combined at one point. And then uh, uh, Guy Fieri with a boner over here went bananas <laughs> and talked about how many times he's eaten that. And he goes, oh. And he says, oh, Brett takes the picture. But at the end of the, end of the meal – and I thought if Brady was here, this would have been divided a little better. The girl starts talking about a loyalty program at Revolu, and she just tells Byron only. Like, she is staring directly at the biggest guy at the table. And I'm like, she's looking only at you. And he yeah, goes, I could have helped him he with goes, that. I know. <laughs> he's, he's just, I know. And if you come here a lot and you earn a lot of points, you get a discount. I mean, it brings you in and it gives you a discount, so everybody wins. So what you do here is, and she's just leaning into Byron, he's just nodding, and I'm like, you're going to be the one that's loyal to us, not the other guy. And he is loyal because he's got little, he's got the little piggies on the menu. That's right. He got to be, he's like you. It's a big guy thing where he made friends with the owner somehow, just from showing up every day, I guess, and going, can I see your kitchen? And then they gave him this thing where he puts little hot dogs on something, and they call it little piggies. And- yeah, the snoring dogs in like a taco shell or right. something like that. Yeah. I don't remember. It's on a menu. Got to get over there. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tuesday okay. they'll have it for <laughs> you. Byron can get over there Tuesday. <laughs> Eat little piggies. And then it opens the door to Brady's mind to say, well, if he's got something on the menu, I should have something on the menu. And the next thing you know, poor Coppolis has, has a little tiny bottom page and the place is out of business in a couple of weeks. But what are you going to do? <laughs> and replaced by what? Indian food no one wants. Ew. Bogwanopolis. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, this guy says, man, Wild Whitney. I don't know why I'm just now hearing of this term, but I know exactly what it refers to because we all have a Wild Whitney. She does something like butter your pens. I like to come back with uh, one of my own pranks. One of my favorite includes uh, coolant in her Gatorade. <laughs> no, no. See, this is where April Fool's always goes wrong is the revenge thing. Got you back, Wild Whitney. <laughs> How about a, a, you send her a box of chocolates, and when she opens it, it's actually angry wasps. <laughs> that one's not so bad. April Fool's. April Fool's. Everybody wants to hurt uh, the April Fool's person, and I don't think that's the origins. I don't like it, but just be careful. If you're a Wild Whitney, and, you, and Wild Whitney's never know they're a Wild Whitney. That's the worst part of them. It's either the, uh, 
the Greeks or Romans, I think, the original day, was where you dress up to make fun of a, uh, another person, a political figure. They get, they had oh, is that one what day, it was? Yeah. Oh, we got to pretend to be someone else. Yeah, it says, uh, uh, yeah, this one's like, Wild Whitney sounds like every single female fitness trainer ever. Yeah, they are. It's very similar to that attitude when you have a fitness trainer. Come on, gang! And they've got that over-the-top energy that's, that's kind of fake, except for office Wild Whitney's are never in that good a shape. They're never big, but they're never in good shape. They're doughy. They're do- office Wild Whitney's are doughy. They can kind of get away with, with being attractive, but usually they have much more attractive friends. And that's how come you think there's something about them because they're attractive friends. Keep Wild Whitney around to make sure that they don't have to have her develop personalities because really pretty girls never do. They're always uh, – She helps the toast. Yeah. The hot toast. Yeah. Yeah. She's the woo girl in and amongst the hot girls. And every office has a Wild Whitney. And boy, does every office hate Wild Whitney. Except for the really hot girls who are like, wow, I don't ever have to have a personality. And this annoying gnat is going to make it so people like me even more. The fellow all-campus rockers love Wild Whitney. Who? Office parties. Oh. The all-campus rockers. Well, what Wild Whitney is, is the girl that the uh, the 60-year-old recently divor- divorced boss starts looking at like, I think it's great. He's, he's a killer. How you doing? Yeah, how you doing? <laughs> My name's Terry. I'm the general manager. How are you? I will provide for you. Yeah. You're a ball of, you're a ball of beans, aren't you? <laughs> you like old movies? <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Anyway, uh, this this is going on this weekend too. Only it's in Japan, so get your tickets today. Uh, and it's back. COVID crushed it for a couple of years, but it's back. The giant penis festival, or is the festival of the steel phallus, is back. It happens the first Sunday on the bucket of, list. Yeah, first Sunday of every April, where uh, everybody goes out to Japan. And stands in this you ever Japanese. Seen pictures city. of this, Brett? No, pretty Hold amazing. They have a they, well. They put it in like a big boat. They build this big wooden boat and they put this giant steel penis in a boat and they uh, walk it through the town square and everybody celebrates. And its uh, its origins are uh, it's a Shinto god, uh, Kaneyamahiko, and the goddess Kaneyamahime are the two uh, that supposedly promote sexual health and sexual energy, mainly sexual health. So what this really is. And what it's turned into, and the Japanese officials are like, it started off as kind of a party, and now what it is is desperate, superstitious prostitutes <laughs> walking around hoping that uh, that uh, Kanayama uh, Hiko, Hiko saves them from their sexual uh, disorders, you know, diseases and STDs and things like that. So they figure if they go to this thing, it promotes sexual health. The other thing is, is that the uh, and you're supposed to be if you're a man, you come dressed as a woman. If you're a woman, you come dressed as a man. But the gays have taken it over. It's basically it's just this big gay party now where dicks float around. And you, you look, you build a, a nine foot dick, and you don't oh, expect yeah. gays to show up. Of course, they're going to be there. Oh, look at the candles! So, and and every every candle is a dick, and everything is a peepee, and uh, <laughs> and people wear peepee hats and they go out. We need of to get course, you one of those hats, Brady. Of course, the gays are going to show yeah, up. I'll wear that all the time. <laughs> Are you crazy? What kind of marketing department do you have? We're having a dick party. No gays, please. Of course they're going to show up. And you yeah. can dress up as women. And uh, But here's the rub on it. It's all designed to promote sexual health, right? It's uh, you're, yes. praying, you're praying to uh, Kanayamahiko and Kanayamahime. Yeah, pregnancy. Clear, all the money raised goes to help, oh. goes to help stop H.O. Oh, there's an Asian lady eating a... What is that? A town on a giant white a, carrot. It's like a parrot. You, <laughs> a white carrot. Oh, and Circle K feet too. Oh, she's got some serious Circle K feet. Man, she's been hoofing the streets without shoes for a while. They but got yeah, the little kids. Get the kids. They dress up the kids Jeez. and get them used to dicks because that's part of their future. They don't know about yet. It'll don't be, be pixelated. Intimidated. But, you know, <laughs> right. well, and that's the other thing. Why are these giant dicks not pixelated? That's true. These people can't look at it. This now we see it. But yeah, it all goes to promote. Uh, it, the money raised goes to help stop HIV/AIDS. This has been going on for years and years, 
And I guess it's proof that your your Shinto gods don't do their job, or this thing hasn't worked, is because it goes to stop AIDS. Well, don't they need they need them more than ever in Japan, right? AIDS. In the, no, the population. Oh yeah, it's dropping. Older, but so we're they, not talking about population. Oh, okay. That's not what this is for. Oh, this is for sexual health. They have little penis lollipops. Everybody's and those are actual size to Japanese penises. <laughs> But isn't it weird, though, that they pray to a god for sexual health and then the money raised goes to fight the worst of all the STDs? If the, the gods were doing their jobs, we wouldn't have those STDs. It's like the old promo staff is over yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, KDKB's promo staff is there. You can see it because they have penis written on their back. This has got to be a big day for them. You can, almost, the you can almost always tell somebody works at KDKB because they have penises on their back. At one point or another during that. But yeah, so it's April 3rd this year. If you've got nothing to do today, hop a flight over to Japan and uh, see it. But, yeah, they're, they're a little bit shocked how many gay people showed up to the party that's just nothing but penises. And uh, I, I don't understand. Brady, if you prayed to God all the time, cure my cancer, cure my cancer, cure my cancer, and you went to the doctor and all the money raised uh, went to cure your cancer and then the doctor cured you, would you still thank God? It doesn't make sense. You've been going to this thing for 200 years and there's been nothing but more STDs. It's not working. That's, well, the problem is, is just pray to them. Oh, Don't throw festivals. Don't throw big just, penis festivals. Yeah. Because God doesn't like penises. No, it's just, just gluttony. Is that it? Too much. Yeah. yeah. Too much phony dick. God yeah. likes the real deal. And plus, you invited too many gays. That's the other thing. If you're praying to, I don't know how the Shinto gods feel about it, but if a bunch of homosexuals showed up to a, a Christian revival of penis and gays showed up, uh, they'd ruin it. God would frown. I do like the advice on the smock there, on the uh, apron. Make eye contact while I'm eating banana While eating banana. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. That is true. But Kana Yamahita has done absolutely nothing for STDs, so the money raised going to help out just proves that the – that the sex health god is not doing his job at all if we've got to still raise money. And that's also proof that none of those people believe their sex health god or they wouldn't need to raise money. He'd be enough. They know deep down he's not doing anything or they wouldn't have to have a cash uh, overflow to help it. So they're going to stop AIDS. And the fastest way to stop AIDS is to quit having dick parties, I think. (laughs) We hate HIV. What should we do? Let's have a massive street orgy. Where yeah. dicks and we just celebrate dicks and like isn't that going to kind of encourage people to have sex? No. Look, they actually pixelated in this one. They did pixelate <laughs> the, that one's too lifelike. They pixelate the big ones. Anything that kind of fits into the Japanese lifestyle can be. But yeah, uh, I don't know. We're raising money for uh, burn victims at the Burning Man Festival. The giant fires. <laughs> right. and it doesn't seem like it's the flame festival. That's sort of the thing that causes it. And, and funny you should mention fire because the reason that the uh, deal is that uh, uh, Kama Yamahiti, the girl, yeah. uh, was burned giving birth to the fire god. So the festival came about because like, they had to cure that. that was, it's called – it burned when she pees. I mean I get the metaphor. She, had, she gave birth and, it, and, then she, and then her vagina hurt. And right. It, they're saying, oh, that's from giving birth to the fire god. Uh, if you've ever been with a hooker – there's a chance a couple of days later you'll give birth to the fire god, man or woman, because you pee fire. It hurts. It's not fun to have that moment where you got a UTI that's, or an STD or whatever, and you're burning and peeing fire. Uh, we've all done it. So they call that the fire god, and that's why it's an STD festival. It's because they've, they've tied it somehow into their religion and made it a parable about she was uh, giving birth to the fire god and she needed help. So the other god came along, and the penis god came by and said, you can't do that. Dirty penises are bad. So it's promoting sexual health. Giving birth to the fire god is a Japanese way of saying, I have an STD that is just killing me. That one and the crab festival in May is uh, Well, that's a confusion. A lot of confusion with that. A lot of fishermen and a lot of hookers showing up at the crab festival. Yeah, I just think it's funny that nobody sees through that. They actually believe, oh, no, she had to give birth to a god of fire. Like, you understand what they're saying there, right? She pissed fire because she was a whore. Do you call uh, Yamakamahiti? Like, no, that's what she is. I mean, you guys are celebrating the fact that she got an STD, she pissed fire, and she's the first one that you admired that had this. And so you you had to come up with some sort of a way to cure it through magic and through your silly little religion. 
It's pretty funny, though. She severe, had severe injuries to the lower half of her body. Uh, associate, another legend associated is that a local woman's first two marriages ended prematurely by a sharp-toothed demon inhabiting her sexual organs. Whoa. Ooh. Right. Her vagina was on fire. She was a whore. Uh, the demon was driven off when a blacksmith constructed an iron phallus to break the evil spirit's teeth, which basically was... Uh, she was attacked by uh, Gonazilla. Clean, new dick clears old dick. The iron penis mounted on a blacksmith's anvil permanently installed in front of the Kaneyama Shrine pays tribute to this legend. It's basically your gods had STDs from the sex orgies they were having. Started to burn up a little bit, and you had to come up with new stories like Jonah and the Wyatt Whale, only for vagina. I'm going to start using that, though, every time. You know, if Brett and I have sex with Vegas hookers, and we come back, I'm like, Brett, I gave birth to the fire god last night. It's time we, we went over to the uh, sexual health clinic. But if I painted dicks all over my house and said I'm having a party, a penis party, and the gays showed up and I acted surprised, they'd be, oh, there's something wrong with me. That's an invitation. That's, like- That's how it started. One dick party in a dojo, <laughs> right. and now it's expanded <laughs> to the streets. It's festival. a beacon to the people you're trying to keep. Uh, anyway, so now it's just a big uh, gay pride parade. But I like I think celebrating the penis is never a bad thing. Celebrate it today for April Fool's Day. Whip it out right there in the office and see if anybody says anything. <laughs> Nothing bad will happen. That's the fun of it all. So we don't have that here in the United States. We're too prude. We'd have it, and it would be looked at as like some, and a bunch of weirdos would show up. That's the other thing. Like you can't have a real serious, like penis celebration, walking up and down the streets because we're too puritan. We've got too many people that are hung up on sex being scary and awful and horrifying. We tried to have a march up and down Fifty Second Street of a a big penis parade. Oh, the churches would go nuts and everything. I get a hand it to Japan. That whole city shuts down for Dick Day, and uh, we need to do that. They're numb to it, evidently. Or they just are less – I don't know what's wrong with us. We're, like, so closeted about our sexuality. It's ridiculous. Europe. We hide it. Asia and all that, you know, like to, between the television ads, billboards. Oh, sure. They're, they're more comfortable with that. Yeah. We're filthy deep down inside. We keep it hidden. We keep it dirty on the internet and stuff and then it'd lie about it. I never go in there. Never. I don't need porn. I got my wife. You need porn more than ever. <laughs> You need it more than anyone here. Anyway, uh, and then the other news that won't go away is the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing. And now, we talked about it yesterday, is that the Academy said they went to Will Smith and asked him to leave. And that uh, they were going to do that. And now Will Smith's camp, not Will Smith himself, because he came out and said, I never said that they didn't, is saying no one asked him to leave. Uh, they were going to forcibly remove him from the facility, but they were, they were afraid that Will Smith would make a scene. Uh, and I don't understand because here's the I opportunity. Could see that. Well, sure. That, well, the, they don't as want far that. as reaching out to Will Smith, the Academy said they called. We reached out to their agent and and said, "Could you have him leave the room? Ask him to leave." But they yeah, did say but, in the original report that a guy went to the table and said, "Yeah, like get the, out." Wasn't a producer. You're going to have to go. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't know this. This was the first, and this seems to me to be more racist. I don't really care, but this is where diversity turns into racism to me. It was the first all-black production crew the Oscars have ever had, and that was on purpose. So to me, that's, right. a, that's a hiring practice by color, not by ability. And it was the first all-black production crew. Fine. Why does that matter? But why does that matter? I agree. Why, why, is it, why is that a thing that you're like, we kept every other race from having a job so we could we – could, Really, the whole thing is just you, you're not even – you don't promote that. You, I mean, no. you don't say anything about it. That's the crew. It shouldn't be. Yeah, that's the crew you hired, and they're yeah. great. They did a good job. You would have never known it was an all-black crew because Nobody, it looked yeah. like every Oscars I've ever seen. Yeah. So I don't think anybody really cared, but they made a big uh, stink out of that. And then uh, the producer went over uh, – one of the producers went over to the table and said, you have to go. He said, I'm not leaving. They reported back. He got 10 seconds from commercial break. So what do we do? They debated whether they're going to pull him out of there, thought he'd make a scene. Can't have that on live TV or in between – uh, live TV commercials. What I don't understand is after he won his award and had to walk backstage, then you boot him. You're not going back out there. Yeah. They had a hundred opportunities to do that. That's the best that would have been the time you're, to you're do it. You're not going back out there. And questions will be raised, but you are not going back out there. We're not doing it. You've got your award. Congratulations. Go home. You're done. Go to your party. Do whatever. But now the accusation of them lying about it is out, which is 
10 times worse if they said they did and they actually didn't ask him to leave. This thing is a disaster and may just end it. Like it just may just be like the Oscars can't. I don't know how they come back next year with like, you know, after all, this is going to be turmoil for a while. Because if they take the Oscar from him, it's going to be the old boys club taking an Oscar from a black guy. And they'd be wrong. Because if, again, much like the all black production crew, if the guy's performance was the best, it doesn't matter if he's a dick or not. It's still the best. Marlon Brando was a dick. He won. And the white guy promoting that. I had an all-black production crew. <laughs> right. Ricky Gervais had the best line about it all. He goes, all Holly- Hollywood, all it does is they um, promote diversity. But where were the poor people, I ask? Huh? You're going to storm it, boy. Where's the poor? No poor people represented. No uh, regular folk. No homeless. No, he's, the diversity is basically like them patting themselves on the back. We had rich, rich people of every ethnic background in the front row. And that's a, an accomplishment. But he's like, there's no diversity. There's no representation of people. It's representation of actors. Yeah. Congratulations. You had uh, Javier Bardem and Penelope Cruz sitting next to Will Smith. Oh, my God, you're practically the UN. Uh, but there's no diversity. They don't allow everyone in. It's 66 complaints to the FCC. Loved that. Um, have who- you seen the over-the-shoulder shot? I don't know who's uh, filming it. It's Jada Pinkett Smith after the slap. No. Uh-uh. And Will comes back to the She's chair. praising she's, him. She's laughing. Oh, no kidding. She laughs a couple Loved times. It. Even, um, um, you know, at first, she's over there and uh, laughs at the comment a little bit. You just see the, you know, you see her, the back of her head and kind of profile. Right. And then after the slap, it comes back and then he opens up with right. the Get first time mouth and the it. second time. And then Chris Rock makes that comment. That's the best. Thing Moment of television history, right? Laughing. Well, she's having a time of her life, probably out of. Well, I don't know about time of her life, but she's completely like, embarrassed. Trying to, yeah, that exactly. Weird, You're going uncomfortable hey. with what is going to happen to us, or completely oblivious to the idea that this is. They believe that they're there for God, and it's their show, and they're All nuts. Those two are the nuts. Conspiracy theorists. See, they're in on well, it. Well, those two are nuts. Well, there's no conspiracy anymore. If you still believe this is a setup, you're an idiot. Yeah, because nobody's winning this. This all looks, but Chris Rock's the only winner. But I haven't seen the uh, over the shoulder of Jada Pinkett. He comes you back to the, the table. Well, she's probably happy he did it. Yeah. All right. What are you going to do? The whole thing's a catastrophe. I'm sick of it, to be honest. I am. With oh, you. I'm it's completely like, tired know. of it. But and if you're sending out those memes, stop. We've seen <laughs> yeah, them. We've all. seen almost all yeah. of them. Any anything new is not coming out. I'm with oh. you. Brett's right. It's April Fool's stop. Day. Don't send any more of those. That's where this ends. New jokes begin today. It's a new joke reset. Send me a bunch of Barry Woods. Those are hilarious. I'll take all those all day. But I got one that was so inappropriate about Barry Wood, I didn't even laugh at it. Although, eh, not out loud at least. In my head, I'm like, oh, geez. It was, uh, <laughs> there was a building in Ukraine that had been blown up. And, uh, and a, guy sends, a guy that sends these to me sent it, and he said, man, the destruction in Ukraine is just... And I'm like, wow, that's really thoughtful from this person who's normally not that thoughtful. And up in one of the windows... You can see where he's crank. Like, oh, <laughs> God. Like, I can't do this one. I want to send it to people, but I can't. It's too hard to find. And there's, like, blood on the road. And oh. I'm like, this isn't funny. Although, the fact that it was made is so dark, it's funny to me. But I can't, in good conscience, start firing that one up. But he's up in one of the windows of the burned-out buildings. <laughs> like, that fired over to me. I, yeah, yeah, no, I can't do it. I oh, can't. Come on. Uh, it's amazing. I'll, I'll send it to you. <laughs> it's funny, but it's like you don't feel good about right. laughing. All right. All right. <laughs> That's where I have to draw the line on the Barry Woods. Although, talking about it now, it sounds better than it actually was. And it might have just been the mindset. I was in kind of a, a mood. Uh, someone else said, hey, uh, my son was abducted years ago by my neighbor. We got him back. Can we play a joke on him? Will you help me write it? No. See, I'm not the writer for your worst revenge stories ever. That's not April Fool's Day's turned into revenge against the evil. And that is not what this is. That I, I told the story earlier this morning. Because he goes to that guy every day. Hey, you got me. <laughs> you got, you me, got me. You got me, brah. <laughs> you guys. Remember when you took my kid? <laughs> Hilarious. And he was four. One day. He was eight. Well, someday you're going to have kids, and guess what? But yeah, I, I, the girl that wanted me to help her get back at the guy that may or may not have sexually assaulted her, I, I don't look at that as April Fool's Day. I look at that as Criminal Investigation Day. 
I think that's CSI day to most people. It was a prank, and now I'm doing 10 years. How many years ago did this happen? Oh, like three. Okay. That's, that's a long time. You should not con- – like, if you're over it, let's just move on. My, and my ex is back is never a good way to start an April Fool's joke. Yeah. My ex is back is usually never a good thing in the first place. And I want to prank him. Yeah, and I want to prank him because oh, – how did it end? Oh, it was pretty violent. A couple rapes. Uh, real unstable ending. You know and, what? I'm in. And you want to twist that knife a little bit? Yeah, if I could. Now that he's, he's, he's calling on me again. I'm being courted by the rapist. Great idea. Is he back because he got out of jail or – no, he just disappeared for a little bit. I just want to poke the hive a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I just want to hit him. I want to hit him and see what he does. Will you help? No. I do have slight desire to see how that ends, but I wasn't even going to be able to see it. I was just going to get probably the news afterwards, literally, like Jared Dillingham's going to tell me about it. But what are you going to do? Have you ever been pranked before? I don't think I've ever been on the other end of a yeah a really good we've done prank. some stuff. I we've, mean, no, have but you been you know, but pranked on April Fools or just no, pranked just in generally, general? like you pranked? Like, have you ever been pranked? Where like, yeah. wow, I got nailed. Other than, I mean, I consider um, you pranked me the one time, and I pranked you another time. The the uh, bumper sticker, and then mm. the, and then the I guess that's a prank. The dildo on the side of the door, driving <laughs> yeah, off. I drove, that's a man, prank. That is okay. That was a pretty good prank. <laughs> I, I don't really consider it a prank. I guess it is a prank. That's a good one. We stuck an 18-inch black dick on the side of Brady's car. We've thought he'd see it, and he didn't. That thing was about eight pounds. That thing was huge. And we thought he would see it, and we watched him drive out of the parking lot, and this thing is just flapping off the side of his car. I'm like, he didn't see it. Would it would damage we even, another car. We, I was going to say, that's got a windshield. We oh, even, yeah. oh, it would have hurt somebody. We uh, adjusted his side mirror, so when he got in the driver's seat, he couldn't. You look and see, see the, the dick on the side of the car. We thought ahead, like, this is pretty good stuff. And it was spontaneous. Let so alone it, that it stuck. You yeah. know, oh, it was a suction 35, cup. 35, 40 Brady. miles an hour. Brady, the thing that thing is designed to hang on to, it, stu- it was going to stay stuck. Yeah. Th- those aren't like those little phony uh, bow and arrow things kids have with a suction cup. That eventually drop slide off. Down. This was staying. Women use these things in the shower for like a long You could time. remove dents in your car. With oh, that. yeah. This was a, and the suction cup was huge. That wasn't April Fool's. That was, and no, he had to drive but, to but, Peoria. You know, it's a prank. How far did you get? I, I called him. I said, Brady, you got to pull the car before over. Before I got on the... Uh, yeah, right before. Because oh, okay. if you got on the freeway, if that thing came tumbling off the freeway, it would have caused an accident. <laughs> Town uh, of Guadalupe got to see uh, yeah. an, some nice uh, dick work on and the And I road. just remember him getting out of the car on the phone going, nice! <laughs> Real nice! <laughs> but he was going to drive all the way to Peoria. If that thing would have fallen off and tumbled down the freeway, Hitting it with your tire would have caused your car to jump. That'd sure. be on a motorcycle oh, yeah. or, or on a motorcycle. Big 18 inch oh, sweet dildo swinging. So we pulled you. over at the Wendy's with this giant black dick hanging off the side of his car. <laughs> I was hoping. I, and I'm like, hmm, I want a frosty. I'll tell now. you this: the debate raged in the studio as we watched you drive out on whether or not to tell you or let a cop pull you over and have you try to explain it. But I'm like, he's getting on the freeway. That's my only fear. You you driving around on uh, Elliott Road didn't bother me so much. The freeway was where I got nervous. I'm like, he's going to be on the freeway any minute. Do we call him? And, like, let's see if a cop pulls him over. Brady has to explain that. And at the time, because you wanted me to put some miles in, because you'd driven a couple of places with the bumper sticker or the magnet oh, Colin, that I put on yeah. the back. You and, you, you and Colin went back and yeah. forth with that thing. That was the – yeah, Brady put a – well, Colin got me years ago. Was that the same one? He he had the black and white it guys passed making along. out. I yeah. might have uh, gotten Colin on it because I got I, I originally got it. Yeah, it was, and bad. then it was a pay it forward, and it was on deal. the back of my car forever. It was two men uh, in a very passionate kiss, magnet, <laughs> and for whatever reason, I don't know how long that was on my car. It was a long time. Which you is, make friends with that <laughs> magnet? Yeah. I just thought I was a bad driver. All the horn honking. <laughs> that was pretty good. Okay, so I guess I have been on. I'm trying to think of like, have I ever been part of an elaborate prank? I don't know. That oh, I have. absolutely. Have I? One of the. Oh no, no, no! I, I've oh, done but it. Been, have that's I been happened the, to you? Have I been the victim of yeah. it? Yeah. I don't know that I've ever been victimized by a giant prank. Have you, Brett? Not that I can think no? of. Zingers every once in a while, yeah, but nothing. Just, yeah, little, little, yeah. You know, little goofs. I mean, uh, yeah. The monster truck thing is obviously like 
that was just that's a crime though. I don't look at that as pranks. I just look at that as but it is pranking. I guess I have to reassess what I think pranking is because I just think that's funny. It's amazing how wrapped up people get or sometimes you know like when you're doing a prank it's like wow how do they not see this as a prank yeah well, some people just your in. mind yeah <laughs> they just don't want to goes to it. work <laughs> right oh we've yeah we've pulled a few really good ones but it's mainly just to embarrass someone else not even prank them like for the laugh i don't know but not on april fool's day it's amateur hour if you're really good at it you'll do it in september like a quality pranker it's like going out on New Year's Eve or St. Paddy's Day. Right. It's, it's, it's amateur yeah. time. We get beer all year long. Yeah. I don't know why we celebrate those two days. One guy did, I mean, the last elaborate one, one of the most elaborate ones I've ever heard. The guy basically said, he contacted him and said, did you eat at this sushi restaurant in the month of March? Oh, I did. He's like, well, we've had a bacteria, um, listeria or, or whatever that can affect your system. Could be a virus. Uh have a receipt. This is your receipt. Yes, it is. Okay, we need you to deliver a stool sample to the sheriff's office because that's, that's where the in- and the guy was walking up to the office with it with poop tupped up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty solid. That is good. Yeah, making people take <laughs> when they want when they don't want to is a great prank. I'm supposed to drop off my crap here. <laughs> he just showed up with a Tupperware. <laughs> yeah, because he thought everyone was doing it. We've had over 300 customers. That's that a pretty good one. To, if you can uh, drop, if you can get a guy to drop off feces at the police station, that's pretty solid prank. <laughs> the best I've ever heard though is George Clooney and his roommate. Oh, I, I still think that because again, I like the spontaneous ones. Yes, the planned out pranks very rarely are funny. Spontaneous where you're making it up on the fly, because you're dying laughing. But his uh, his roommate's cat, he was worried uh, George Clooney was cleaning the litter box every morning after his roommate would go to work. <laughs> and he'd come back and he goes, man, I'm worried my cat hasn't used the litter box and he's not, I don't think he's pooping. And Clooney's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, yeah, the litter box is clean. No every- clumps. He's like, you're not doing it? He goes, no, I don't, I'm not cleaning your litter box. So every morning he'd make a point to clean out all the poop. And the guy's worried because I got to take him to the vet. It's been like five days. And he's like, yeah. So one morning George Clooney goes and takes a dump himself. <laughs> In the litter box. Monster. A massive man dump. And then just leaves it there for his friend to come back and see that his cat let loose finally. I'm like, now see Puss that. Boots is okay. That's a real – that's one of those tip your cat moments. Like, I like that. And that's where Casamigos started. That's right. <laughs> and now he and Randy Gerber started a tequila thing because they were probably always drunk. That's pretty great. But most pranks are kind of lame. Unless they're happening on the fly. I like those on the fly ones. Lighting a guy's shoe on fire or something like that. It's just dangerous. <laughs> don't put anybody in harm's way. That's what we're asking today. Don't make anybody's life. Don't threaten lives. Don't don't make it so your office can burn down. And I be careful on the uh, shock stuff, not the electric shock, but we'll be careful with that too. On the internet, yeah, that yeah, we'll include that too. Yeah. But anything that is scaring older people, yeah, don't, we almost yeah, killed yeah. our boss. <laughs> We've almost killed Chuck a couple of times. Trip, I don't know. Well, no. You know why? Because I don't think Trip's reaction would be any good. Oh, yeah, good one. <laughs> <laughs> Your house is on fire. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> wow. My life's works in there. Like, then you'd be like, oh, okay, he didn't really react. You guys want to go get some tequila? <laughs> yeah, we do. Let's get out of here. Good prank earlier. I don't know. There's just no, like, fooling people's fun. But doing it on April Fool's Day, you're just gonna get you're gonna get fired. That's it. HR HR should probably put out an email that said, "Don't knock it off," and, and then just say, "Hey, Chris Robinson, we're looking at you, Wild Whitney." <laughs> when nobody thinks it's funny to open the fridge and see like a fetal pig, cellophane over the toilet. Right. Ah, ha, 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 ha. I'm sitting in my own feces. Not fun at work. Blue plated myself. Yeah. Although I encourage that for the office, the office, <laughs> because those people deserve to have feces all over their thighs. <laughs> Just go home and poop, for God's sakes. Quit dumping at work. That's how you stop Wouldn't it. that be great if Bob Kemp came out and, hey, I've got <laughs> thigh feces. <laughs> like, what happened, Bob? Somebody, uh, on a Thursday, I went to go poo, and it was fine. On Friday... I went in and I had an office uh, prank and I have feces under my thighs and knees. Well, you shouldn't be uh, taking <laughs> at work, Bob. You should do that at home. Yeah, I have no control over my sphincter. 
Ruin the Velcro straps on my shoes. Bob, you can leave your show for 30 minutes, drive home, take a dump, and come back. And absolutely nothing about KDUS is different. There, there will be dead air, and no one will notice. It's the exact same thing as when you're on. You have no one listening. You could tell your two listeners, Dodger Mike and, and Bobby to Babu. <laughs> Hang on, guys. I'll be right back. I got to take a crap. Uh, and then put them on hold together on the phone and let them have a conversation about whether or not we re-signed DeAndre Ayton. Okay, I'm uh, back. Uh, worried again about the office pranksters. Uh, Thursday, I took a dump uh, where the uh, toilet was wide open. Friday, there was saran wrap. But I'm all, I, I encourage that year-round. I don't even think there should be. Larry David did a show about me, basically, when he started that coffee shop. And just urinals only. It's a no feces zone. That's right. You don't take dumps out in, in a coffee shop. Who who needs to do that? All from getting turned. It down. is a no feces area. You don't take dumps in coffee house. And I know coffee shoots through you, but you should know that too. There should be no reason ever that you have to. Well, <clears throat> I'll take a quick dump here at Starbucks. No, <laughs> they got a clean facility. You're a human being. In and amongst other human beings, the, do not take dumps in places we're all trying to enjoy food and drink. I, I, don't, I don't think they should have toilets in men's rooms. Women's rooms, too, but they should have like a facility for the ladies that it's just urine only. There is no, no capability. Like if I'm at Steak 44, I get mad when I go into the bathroom. I see there's a toilet. Uh, the only reason you need... Uh, is a urinal or a place for ladies to, I guess, press their asses up against a wall and leak down a pipe or something. I don't know how it works down there. <laughs> I've never seen the anatomy <laughs> in action. <laughs> have like a, That's how it works. Is, I'm pretty sure they have like a four-foot by five-foot hole in the wall that they just stuff their asses in. Yep, nailed it. And then there's sponges down on the bottom. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sponges on a stick. Oh, is that how it works? So they just put it on there and then it absorbs yeah. and swells and then you know you're done. Don't care. Don't want to know how that operation uh, works. I don't care about any of it. I'm not a doctor. I don't care. I know you use it, but I want it to be like a, an abandoned mine shaft. I want it to be completely useless as its original function. I just want to play in it like kids do, abandoned mine shafts. Highly encouraged. I want it to be all boarded up. You want to up. get in a train car? You want to roll down that? Yeah, I want to go down. I want to play. Whee! There's absolutely no work in the here. mine cart. thing is non-functioning. Whee! It's good for one thing, getting in the hole, getting out of the hole. I don't need to know that it's got like some sort of a booby trap on the side and every couple months miners come out. No, none of that. But yeah, no dumping at the thing. But I think we should take I think I actually my next contract I'm going to ask that all the toilets are removed. <laughs> Urinals only and then those weird wall slits for the ladies to lean on. Wait a minute, how are you going to do that? You you sit to pee. You're I can stand. To, you're gonna to have pee. to find the wall, and uh, you can make it yeah. work. You're gonna have to do the chick thing. I can make that work. Over, put it. It's cleaner. It's cleaner. Glory hole for you. I go in the ladies' glory pee hole. wall slit. I'm fine with that. I have my own office. It's the whole point. Wall slit's great. Yeah, don't do that anymore. Dumping at work, pigs. We're still dumping at restaurants, Brady. <laughs> That one time. Yeah, well, that's not just the one that time. Don't you lie to me about that. You were real comfortable hopping up at Spinato's and dumping and coming back and eating. Okay, that was the 100th time. With your filthy hands, <laughs> your rust fingers. Ugh. <laughs> if I told you, hey, guys, uh, ready for some pizza? I just put my fingers in my ass. Oh, you're not eating with us. Oh, no, I washed them. Not, not good enough. Not good enough. You watched me do it. I'll be right back. My fingers are going in my ass for a second. I'll be right back. Because I know Spinato's toilet paper wasn't. Thick. You slipped through like eight times. <laughs> that single point. Yeah, there's no, pos- no possible way. And he was in such a hurry to get back to that pizza because it was under threat. It was under siege by the other patrons. We were there eating. If I don't get back soon, I don't get more pie. So he did a quick dump, quick clean, ran out, didn't wash Hot his hands. Hot fudge Sunday. Grabbed, we're out. Yeah, grabbed, grabbed another slice of pie and told us about his rust adventure. Like you're, that was just one time, please. With you. Yeah. yeah. I know when you're lying now, your tell is that you waddle in your seat. <laughs> you start going, yeah, with you. You start to be weeble wobble. Anyway, uh, what do you got in the big board of musical treats here for April Fool's <laughs> Day, right. Bert? 
Uh, Wake Up Song brought to you guys by our buddies at Action Ride Shop. I told you yesterday, and I'll tell you again because I actually got a couple emails on it. They are doing the big swap meet in the parking lot this weekend. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so if you got some gear that you want to trade, sell, whatever, it doesn't matter if it's bike, snow, camping, water gear, whatever you got, they're doing it up for you. Vendor space is free, so just bring out bring out your table, and uh, Josh and the boys will hook you up out there. It's going from 10 to 2 this Saturday. Uh, go to Action Ride Shop and uh, hit them up and reserve your spot. But on the list, we got, uh, let's see here. Uh Okay, here we go. Uh, Prong making an appearance on the list. Power Man 5000, Danzig, Parkway Drive, Ghost, Faith No More, Weird Al, uh, ACDC, Rob Zombie, and then, of course, you get into the April Fool stuff. Uh, The Doobie Brothers, What a Fool Believes. (laughs) That's a good one. Won't Get Fooled Again from The Who, Def Leppard Foolin', Behemoth, No Sympathy for Fools. I'm getting in arguments online now. Oh. Brand and coffee, there's going to be poop. Well, you know that going in. So be prepared to clinch so it up. Time your brand intake. What have you done to that sphincter in your anus? That what he's basically made? saying is there's a lot of dumping going on in yeah, Starbucks. there is, and there shouldn't be. They should take the toilets out. Larry David was 100% right. No. No dumping. You go next door. Go to the next place. I've been on my laptop for two hours, bro. And wiping with your hands and coming back out there with your poorly washed ass and your poorly washed hands, sitting right back down like everything's normal. It's not. It's disgusting. Have some class. Uh, won't get fooled again is pretty solid. Fooling. <laughs> uh, you pick one, Brett. I like those. Out of that pile. The out fool pile? pile. Yeah. Well, out of the fool pile, you got, a, you got you Michael McDonald. No, we're not going to go with Michael McDonald. What a fool believes is not happening. <laughs> Outside of that one, although I do love that. Go with the Who or Def Leppard. Well, Brady picking. This, yeah, Brady, this is more pick. his time. The Who. Yeah, it is. This is <laughs> well, Brady. Between those two? We are the coming who. out. You're going with the Who? All right, the Who. I like that. We won't get fooled again. Oh, I can't wait to see what Katie has got up their sleeve today for their wacky. It'll be on the Weber Nets. They'll put it up on their Instagrams. I'll, I'll see if anything's gotten posted yet. Chris Robinson should be at work. We've gone straight. Oh. <laughs> ah, nobody would believe that. <laughs> we like dicks now. <laughs> well, he always has. But the other guy. Yeah, I wonder if Moe's going to come in here as a as a heterosexual, and that's the big April Fool's thing. <laughs> uh, or the, the radio station that always tries to do the format change. And they play a Mexican song. Until they get a few calls. Well, we had you. No, you didn't. People have calendars. They know what day it is. No, nothing posted yet. All right. Uh, this is an eight and a half minute long song. It is? Perfect. That's a whole lot less for us to do. <laughs> All right. Just... It is? Yeah. It's not eight and a half minutes of I mean, CSI I, starts. I'm sure there's an edit, but let me, let me find it. Yeah, the try edit. to find the radio edit. Because CSI found an edit. Only got <laughs> yeah. like 30 cents. Perfect amount of that song. <laughs> All I care about is just the first time through the chorus. Oh, it does that long um, intro. That's right. Skip that part. Fast forward over You want to go right into the screen. Yeah, I want the yell. Oh, it does have that beep, bleep, bleep thing. Yeah. We don't need that. And the Who, they've got, uh, was it two dead guys? Yeah. Just Pete Moon and uh, uh, John Entwistle. And Whistle died, that's right. Yeah. Pete's still around, right? Oh yeah, and Daltrey's still singing. Yeah, they're they're touring this yeah. year. How about that? He's getting away from uh, his research. Yeah, he's yes. been away from that for a while. From Boy, yeah. he never will live that down, will he? <laughs> Great answer, and got away with it. Like you know, I was looking at child porn because I was researching to try to. It was sting operations. I was doing from home. <laughs> well, the guitarist from the Who has a. That's pretty. Pretty brave. What is Professor Gary Glitter helping right. him like, out wait with a his homework? <laughs> you believe that? Head dick. I mean, why didn't Jared from Subway try that? Oh, I was uh, taking a look. I was getting to know the enemy, seeing how they think and operate. That's why I had all that child porn. It's like, oh, okay. But Pete Townsend from The Who was, he was absolutely doing it. And everybody's like, oh, it was just for, he was helping the police. Did anyone ask The Who for that? Sure. Cops often go to like major rock stars from England Help sting young kids. What young kid wouldn't want Pete Townsend to come and show up and bust up a guitar? Nobody knows who he is. Comes into your home just swinging a guitar. 
Some uh, he's in the anonymity amongst the kids. Those are the, that's the only group of people he can walk freely through. If Pete walked through this building, we'd know it immediately. Everyone in here would go nuts. He walks to an elementary school. He's just some old man. Yeah, it's the safest place for him to troll. I never understood why he got, but he did. Maybe there's some validity to him helping the cops out, but I don't know why they would ever go to Pete for that. We turned to Ozzy Osbourne to see if we could get this thing. We're like, I don't believe you. <laughs> it's the animal abuse thing. Like, no, guy's he, amazing. Yeah. I was going online and I was like, hey, kids, someone's going to tickle me balls. Anybody interested in that? Meet me at Fiesta Mall. It's, it's, there's no one there anymore. We'll wonder about where the Chick-fil-A used to be. I'm meeting a man at the mall. Sounds a little weird. I was going to get the police on that. It was a great prank that would be. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne trying to lure your children into the mall. I like that. Take a ride on his crazy train. Yeah. He uses his own lyrics. That's part of his thing. Rollerboard! <laughs> have to come on in. How about you? It's wonderful to be here. Would you like to climb on the old crazy train? You know, it's Ozzy. And it'll bite the head off of you. This old man likes me. Anyway, you got it ready to go? Are you editing the first eight minutes out of this eight-minute song? Yeah, I'm to find a shorter edit. Yeah, just use that one and we'll fast-forward it. Just blip through the first, uh, you know, we'll go until we find where we need to be. It's the eight-minute song. Big deal. It's Friday. What the hell? What do we care? Come on, Toledo. You're working too hard. (laughs) Said no one ever. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You got it? Yeah. All right. Three minutes, 39 seconds. Wow. Now, Cam Hayward just made me upset because I just got an alert on my phone that said he's leaving the Steelers. And for a second, I went, <laughs> I'm like, oh, thank God it's April Fool's Day. I'm hoping. Barry Wood I'm again. hoping. I'm hoping. Yeah, I clicked on it, and it was Cam Hayward's dick. That <laughs> <laughs> had me nervous for a second. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite. Repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.